We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. This one, Adams, touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr. Hello and welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. I'm joined on today's episode by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Rotoviz. It is a special bonus edition of the Rotoviz Overtime podcast. If you've been listening in over the last couple of days, you'll have heard some of these draft pieces so far as we draft along with Anthony Amico, who you can follow on Twitter at Amixta. It is a fun one. We are going on through the draft here at the moment we're starting to get into that territory where we may need to pick ourselves up some running backs over the next uh, over the next couple of rounds here so it's going to be fun there's some guys we have in mind let's listen in let's see who we select as we get ready to push on through the draft as always i want to let you know at the start of the show you can get yourself a listeners only discount to road of his nfl pass all you have to do is add the code rv radio 2021 at checkout that will save you 10 percent We'll get you that discount and get you set up for the NFL season. Gives you access to all of the content and tools up on the website. If you do want any additional information, check out rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. And as always, we do love when we get those written and reviews up on the Rotaviz Overtime podcast feed. This draft series, as with most of the shows, it will drop on the Rotoviz Overtime podcast feed before it goes on the Rotoviz main feed. So if you want to get these shows exclusively a couple of hours earlier, sometimes a couple of days earlier, like with the draft series, make sure you're following and subscribe to the Rotoviz Overtime podcast feed itself. Drop us a written interview. But with all that said, let's jump back to the draft. I think now this gets into the situation where I mentioned kind of before those picks is I think we're hoping to lean into guys like moss dylan connor pollard you know in this upcoming range i think if we got two of those guys we would we would be like just laughing at what we've been able to accomplish so far but uh <laughs> um i think that is that there Anthony? the guys that you're kind of looking for any other kind of running back candidates in this kind of i guess um nine through 12 range that uh, interests you yes I- I'm going to stump for Ronald Jones a little bit here uh, just because I, I think, I feel like he's like somehow become like the flagship zero RB uh, running back <laughs> like every year. He's kind of just like in our minds, but I mean, Ronald Jones last year was, was having the breakout season. Like it was happening uh, for Ronald Jones in 2020. Uh, you know, he gets the injury, he gets COVID 
Leonard Fournette was on the the brink of being cut, you know, not even being a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Obviously, he goes on to have a great playoff run, but I, I don't know, like, how sold are we that that Fournette is going to be heavily involved? I know that obviously having Gio Bernard kind of in tow now takes away some of that receiving upside with Jones, but it, it almost seemed like last year that wasn't his role anyway. You know, it was going to be Fournette who was in on the receiving down. So I kind of feel like the, the Gio Bernard addition actually hurts Fournette more than it hurts Jones. You know, if he's someone who can establish himself on early downs, he's still going to kind of pick up these receptions, like just by virtue of being on the field. I know that's something that Ben has kind of talked about a lot. Uh, and then you're looking at, you know, a starting running back on, you know, one of the best offenses in football, tons of touchdown upside. Um, you know, where are you guys on Jones? I think that's an interesting point because my concern is in these three running back committees and especially if you have not just a good receiving back but one who is likely to be excellent and heavily used that you're capped in multiple ways and why don't we take backs who have easier paths to success but with ronald jones we're talking about an offense as you mentioned that could be the highest scoring in football i think that that gets understated a little bit when we're talking about how to go about looking at the buccaneers because Ronald Jones is the guy who can take the handoff, who can go 70 yards for a touchdown, right? And so if you mix some of those touches, and we wouldn't expect that every game, or maybe you only get a couple of those a season, maybe you get zero, but you have that exposure. And then, you know, you've got this chance that he ends up being the guy that they use, you know, very consistently, just because he's so much better than Leonard Fournette. You have to ask yourself if, if that run that Fournette had in the playoffs really wipes out just how bad he was over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I think, I think having, I, I just think the fear is that the majority of the receiving work is just going to, to go towards Bernard because he is such a better, well, over the last number of seasons, he's shown he's a much better pass catcher than either Fournette or um, Ronald Jones. And we're both the board, Anthony, with Ronald Jones, you know, hope, hoping that it does happen. But um, I think based on the values of the backfield, I've been drafting Bernard more over Jones this year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when you factor in price, I, I can definitely understand that. Um, I guess like I just look at when I look at a guy like Jones versus a guy like Moss, where it's almost you're almost kind of taking some of those things for, for, for a given. Right. I mean, like you're not really expecting Moss to see tremendous volume as a pass catcher. Uh, you're kind of hoping that he gets some of those touchdowns and takes them away from Josh Allen, who who has been, you know, kind of their primary touchdown scorer on the ground, or maybe some of that's fluky. I'm not really sure, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think juxtaposing those two guys is interesting, you know, versus a guy like you know a Pollard, who we know has this like tremendous ceiling. You know, um, Pollard is someone that obviously I love. I mean, I just think that there we're already getting the reports that that Dallas may go a little easy on Zeke this year to rest him for the playoffs, you know, and keep him ready. And that, that only improves the position of a guy like Pollard, who I think at this point, uh, may be better than Zeke. Well, we won't have to have that debate between the two of them now, because, uh, Moss has gone off the board. The other target and AJ Dillon is also off the board. Um, we have three picks to go before our picks. I still think though, that we're probably looking at a running back here. We have Connor, we have Pollard, we have also, Jones still there in the mix if if that's something that um, you're interested in Sean but out of those guys is 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 Connor or Pollard probably the clear pick here if, if one of them dropped to us as Connor goes off the board <laughs> we have we have Pollard and Jones probably as the picks that would be interesting in this range 
The other thing we can do, I mean, because obviously we don't want to take a, a running back in the first nine picks at least, move him into the double digit round. <laughs> we can look at quarterback here. And so my question would be, do we want to take one? Do we want to even consider two? I think that one way to play this when you're talking about these prices, if you look at the Buccaneers and the potential season that Tom Brady could have with those weapons, we've already talked about the scenario for Burrow. If you combine them or you take a Jalen Hurts, then suddenly you're into a situation where if either guy hits, you can play them consistently, but then you can also mix and match. And so you get every week a very good matchup. Anthony, now that we've progressed a little bit more, we didn't get that first wave of quarterbacks. Um, take a quarterback here or keep waiting because we have Lance, we have Fields, you know, we have someone like a Ryan Fitzpatrick late. Yeah, I would, I think we should take Pollard here and then let's continue this discussion for our next pick just because I think, I don't know how at risk we are of, of Hertz or those guys coming off, but I, I am a little worried that we might not get Pollard. And I think he's kind of the key. He, he's like a key to us having just like a really explosive season. I think, you know, if anything happens to Ezekiel Elliott, not that we're rooting for it, but you know, if, if he were to go down or be suspended or whatever, you know, whatever, some reason he's not there all of a sudden, you know, Pollard is the starting running back for one of the best offenses in football. And we're getting ready to have a really big year. So what we can say here, Sean, is uh, Anthony forced us to take that running back. Um, we, were, <laughs> we were we were willing to go deep in this one. You know, you know when it's time. Sometimes you just know, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know the wand chooses the wizard. You know, the it's not it's not up to us. It's the. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, think, I, think the, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, I think the quarterback it, it, stuff is really interesting. Um, you know, Hertz obviously has a huge ceiling. Brady and Burrow have really big ceilings. Um, I would be open to taking one of those guys. I would be open to taking Ronald Jones. Um, I'll kind of defer to you guys. I mean, I think Sean, especially, you know, you probably know a little bit better about maybe what these quarterbacks could unlock for us. So I think Jones been here too. Probably makes it very interesting, but Sean, I'll let you talk about the quarterbacks. Well, we've had the quarterbacks fall a little bit in this draft, just a, a very little bit. And I think it'll be interesting to see, where they go. I think since we've had a strong case made for Jones and we've broken the seal on running backs, then Jones is an interesting guy here. Maybe we'll get a shot at one of those guys later and we can cobble together still an explosive quarterback position from the later rounds. This also gives us some flexibility too, in terms of considering to go after some different positions. So we'll go after Jones there. And I think that you've, you've heard it here first, uh, Ronald Jones is going to be the breakout running back of 2021. Finally show that he is a superstar. He should have been considered as the third back in that group with Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb. Yeah, we were just a year too early. We were all really in last year. Um, but I, I still think the, the, the talent is there. It just felt to me that maybe we need a, a change of scenery. But if that offense is going, um, it's going to be in a, a good position. I think the quarterbacks, Sean, um, were interesting there. I think, though, with the, the pitch that Anthony made and with being able to have Jones and Pollard, um, I think it puts us in a, a good position now moving forward. But there is a, a number of quarterback options that would be interesting. I would expect Hertz and Burrow to be gone before it gets back to us. We could get into our, our favorite debate uh, while drafting Sean, uh, Matt Ryan versus Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, but we'll give that another few rounds. 
Yeah, so, well, obviously it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, but now that we're on to the next, <laughs> next wave here, and and I have to make that comment as Washington is now trying to claim that they have a quarterback competition going on. But what are the next wave of running back targets here? Anthony, one of the guys that we've been getting on more and more as Moss's price goes up and as the, you know, we'll call it buzz, but just the the – reports out of Buffalo that Singletary has looked good. I mean, one of the things that I like to look at for these guys, and we're trying to find a, find a bounce back type of profile, is someone who's been good for every year except for one. Now, when you're talking about someone like a DJ Chark, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit trickier, right? Because you're like, is he going to bounce back to like the only season when he was good, that that was a little bit weird? Now, he did do some market share things in college, but Chark hasn't been a volume guy except for that one season, whereas Devin Singletary, this, you know, massive compiler in college with breakaway runs he doesn't test very well but then is efficient as a rookie and again you get you know almost this like barry sanders ish running style to him where he's you know leaving guys by you know two or three yards when he makes a cut i did not see that from him last year at all and he looked like he was running in quicksand but even with and you can look at the running back ep to see just how low the expected points were from the Buffalo running backs last year. That doesn't seem sustainable to me. I think that it's a, like a better call that it's an explosive offense that's going to have a lot more running back scoring this year. Is Singletary someone who is a better pick just overall or a better pick because he's cheaper than Moss or should we be looking for different backfields? I mean, I, I like that he's cheaper than Moss. I think that we're getting access to like the same kind of ceiling in a good offense. Um, plus the fact that I think Singletary is more likely to uh, you know, be the lead back in targets on this team. I mean, I think that that's something that you know, we look at what the Bills have done offensively. They really kind of pushed the the limits in terms of passing as far as what we've seen, like just around the league, um, you know, passing percentage. Uh, and, and to me, that means Devin Singletary is going to be on the field maybe a little bit more. He's going to be the guy who gets some of these running back receptions. And he's going to be the guy who, you know, maybe just by virtue of being uh, like the better back in these kind of hurry up or two minute type spots, like he's going to maybe find the end zone a little bit. And I, I tend to, to gravitate more towards that than I do the, the Zach Moss profile. And then kind of on top of that, we're getting him, you know, a round or two later uh, at minimum. So I am, uh, I'm definitely a fan of Singletary for what he, for what his priced at um, right now. Give us a, a sense of any other receivers you might still be willing to select and this quarterback situation where Hertz is still there. We don't know that he's going to make us back. Make it back. We've got seven picks, six, seven picks in that range. Compare him to Lance and Fields in terms of upside for the price, because maybe the price will actually end up being very similar in this draft, but there should be a little bit of a discount for these rookies who you know may not play for the first four or five weeks. Yeah. The playing time is, is definitely the rub. I mean, I think if you told me right now that Lance was going to play all 17 games, he, he probably should already be off the board. So um, that's, that's the rub there. I mean, I think that hurts has a ton of upside that we have like this weird um, like kind of situation in Philly where it sounds like they're like not super committing to him. You know, Nick Sirianni's like not super committing. They've been really linked to Deshaun Watson. If that ever you know, becomes available. So there's kind of, there's like a little bit more risk maybe than meets the eye with a guy like Hertz, but we saw what he did last year. Uh, the rushing ability is just so evident. Um, and for fantasy is, is really, uh, I don't want to say all that matters, but it's a big part of, 
of what matters. And they've obviously added some receivers as well. So Hertz is someone I like. I mean, I think if him or Burrow were to make it to us, I think that that's maybe a pick that we should, that we should make, um, you know, and then this is where I've gotten in trouble in some of my other leagues. And I shouldn't say in trouble because it's good, but like this group of receivers sometimes ends up being very good as well. You know, Nicole Hardman is someone that I'm, I'm going to continue to, to hope that it, that it happens. You know, there's no one else. I mean, my goodness, Andy, please, uh, you know, release me Cole. Um, and I've been big on, on Gabriel Davis and Rondell Moore this year also. So it's, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of excitement kind of all up and down the board, I think at receiver this year. Yeah. I think more, more somebody that I really like, I think though, like we, I think there might be a chance that we see, you know, he might go, but I think there might be a chance that we see him in the next two picks when we're picking in the, the next two rounds, but he's definitely somebody who will be a target. I think it's very interesting here. I, I didn't think there was any chance that Archer Burrow were going to last back to us here at these picks. So we have three guys to pick before us, but we have both of those on the board. I feel like if one of those two guys come back here, I think it would make a lot of sense to uh, to pick one of those up. Hey everybody, this is Dave Cabin from the RotoViz flagship podcast. Just stopping by to say thank you for listening to RotoViz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2021. Thanks for listening and keep on tuning in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Our running back targets have started to thin out just so people can kind of follow along. Since we picked last, Drake, Williams, Madison, all off the board. Not guys we were necessarily targeting, but Hines, then Murray, Singletary, Edwards. So Hines and Singletary are gone. A lot of the next running backs here, Anthony, are guys where they might have a lot more contingent value than standalone value. Where are you on a Hubbard or a Darrington Evans? 
yeah, I mean, they have the they have the elite ceiling that you want from uh, you know from these handcuff backs. I mean, I don't really see much other competition in either backfield for those guys. Uh, Hubbard is someone that I think profile wise we liked. So um, I, I cannot believe this that both of these quarterbacks made it to us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Ertz and, and Burrow this, both on the board. It's at the stage now where the guy at twelve has taken Patrick Mahomes. So I'm not expecting him to take a quarterback. There's a possibility we could take both of these guys, but have we just for starting off, have we a preference over which we would take? Uh, I would lean to Burrow, but obviously the injury concerns from last season, but I think I would go Burrow. Any preference, Anthony? Well, Burrow gives us the stack with Higgins as well. Um, you know, I think if we're kind of buying them as a as an emerging offense, that makes him a very intriguing pick. And maybe we do get Hurts on the way back. I think that would be very interesting for us. Do we want to take Rondell Moore first and take the one who comes back around? I think Moore could be there and then like in another fall around. Do you not think that? No, I don't. I think he's going to be the next receiver off the board. What are we going to pick? I click Burrow. Okay. I was like, we better pick someone or else we're going to end up with Sorry, uh, Sean. uh, We'll we'll see what happens. I'll I'll take the hit here if uh, if that does happen. Um, But no, we got Joe Burrow, which, I mean, that's what I've been shooting for this whole draft. So very excited (laughs) about that selection right there. I'm torn too, especially now with the news that Rager is – has some really serious things working against him. Or maybe not serious things, but definitely – an unfortunate report today in terms of his readiness. We were kind of hoping that he would take a jump, that he would help the Eagles passing game take a jump. I feel like we have to take a a different position now that we've taken quarterback because we need to either get some exposure to one of these crazy upside running backs here or we get Rondell Moore and kind of finish out that receiving core from that perspective and then target Lance and Fields as kind of the hammer to go with Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm on board with that. Yeah. Um, who are we looking at then? Obviously, we've mentioned more. The running backs are probably Lindsay or Evans um, that are there. I'm probably leaning towards more unless we have a strong view on on Evans. I like more here. If that's good with you guys. It'll be interesting to see if Darrington Evans comes back. He's all over the place in drafts, and he's someone I think like a Tony Pollard and maybe even more than a Tony Pollard would be a top 10 back if Derrick Henry is injured. The other very strong possibility with Derrick with Darrington Evans is that something happens to Derrick Henry and Evans is like a weekly inactive. So, you know, we have a pretty <laughs> wide range of potential things that could happen with him. So that also full, full range of outcomes there. Yeah. Well, well, the thing that I think is really interesting with Evans is that, like, he's he's so different uh, of an archetype as as Henry. He's almost someone where if they plug him in as the starter, now you have this kind of like offense that allows you to go a little bit more spread instead of being this power run game, where now he's not like grinding between the tackles and getting this Derrick Henry like very low like EP carries like in between the 20s now he's we're going to see him getting a lot more receptions um you know he's presumably still a guy around the goal line to get work like he has i think what he does kind of to the whole offense is really interesting but i think it it, he's almost better off like you almost prefer the offense with evans than you would with henry which is crazy to say but just in terms of like what it would do to it overall in terms of allowing them to throw 
and getting those targets, which we know are higher in expected points. Yeah, I love to hear you say that. I mean, the idea that the offense will be better with Evans than Henry is something I think most people would not believe is remotely possible, but there are a lot of evidence-based and logic-based reasons when you map out how the NFL offenses function that suggest that's exactly the case. And how good Derrick Henry has to be to make the offense continue to succeed playing the way he plays, it's a really crazy high level that he has to maintain. Someone we've been drafting column really quite a bit, and I think the everything was going against him, but we finally got a positive report for him today. And as I mentioned, he goes off the board. But while we're kind of around and a half away from our next pick, Anthony, what are your thoughts on Rashad Penny? Oh boy. I mean <laughs> it's been uh it's been a tough road, right? I mean I- the thing that the thing that concerns me about a guy like Penny is that now, like some of these other backs, have maybe shown that they can handle some work. I mean, Homer is never really going to be someone who can carry the ball, but he's been somewhat effective at times receiving. But I thought DJ Dallas played really well last year, and he's still on the roster. So that that is kind of what concerns me is that I, I'm a little worried that no matter who is healthy and who is like the preferred back in this offense, that there's always going to be kind of a split. I don't know if we're going to be able to get that that true like single RB ceiling uh, in Seattle. Well, if they're going to have 800 carries this season, there's a good chance the running backs will have value. <laughs> That's fair. That's a point I had not considered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really don't know. What, I know like we we talked about him a slight bit, but Hurts is still on the board. I don't know. Is there any anything on Twitter, Anthony, about about Hurts? I'm like literally looking at it right <laughs> Do do uh, has Carson Wentz? Have they forgot that Carson Wentz isn't the Eagles' quarterback or something? They're mixing up him and Hurts. But no, I just think I haven't seen him go go this late. But yeah, I think it's um, going to be interesting here to see what happens. Um, I'm really pleased with how things are going so far here. Um, I think uh, the dream scenario here, Sean, is like I think that uh, that Evans does does come back to this. Um, I think the chances are probably probably pretty slim though overall. But where where do we look then to a guy like Chubba Hubbard? Um, Anthony, that's somebody who we've been drafting quite a bit. Um, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, Chuba was a guy who, or Chuba Chuba. I mean, I guess I'm not really sure. Like, I'm using, I'm doing the Irish pronunciation. All right, cool. So, like last year, <laughs> last year I felt like in all my dynasty leagues, like the hot topic was, well, what do we do if if you know Chuba Hubbard does the, uh, you know, the the second draft. And we have to kind of make this addition to the player pool like mid-year like because he was so good. Like he was so touted as being this great running back prospect. And then he doesn't really have the final season that we want. He, he falls into, you know, the last day of the draft. But, you know, he still, to me at least, looks like someone who would have a clear stranglehold in that backfield if anything happened to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, we saw what they did last year with Mike Davis where, you know, they, they committed to him for a bit. They started doing the Curtis Samuel thing, mixing him in. I mean, that's kind of off the table now uh, completely Samuel's out uh you know Terrace Marshall a more traditional receiver is in so yeah I mean I think Hubbard would be someone who would be in line for maybe not the full receiving work of a Christian McCaffrey but definitely uh most of that work and that's uh I mean what more could you want from a handcuff back Anthony this is a a turn early we wouldn't be looking at it for the 13-14 but if the draft kind of dries up after this turn and and the reason why we obviously want to plan ahead is because they could affect what we do at the 13 14 where are you on 
making a little bit of a premature move to say go Rams, Justin Tucker or Rams, Harrison Bucker at the following turn. Are you excited about getting the very top guys at these positions that tend to have, uh, you know, more or less throw the guys in the bucket and, and pull one out? Or do you like the seven, the, you know, nineteen twenty, the final rounds of the draft to hit these guys? I think I like it a little bit more at kicker than I do at defense. Uh, just because I, I mean, I feel like especially drafting now, like so many of these kickers aren't even going to be on the roster when we go to start these leagues up in a month. Um, you know, and we kind of have, I feel like we're like way better at predicting kickers than we think we are uh, in terms of the scoring, especially when we just tie it immediately to the offenses that they're a part of. So I'm not, I'm not against it. I mean, I think maybe some of these guys that we're really gunning for would have to come off the board. You know, it looks like Trey Lance just went. So that's one of our targets probably. But, you know, if some of these guys go, I'm definitely willing to consider it. Uh, And I would say kicker first as a priority. I mean, again, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, I would would agree. I'm kind of, if I don't get one of those probably top five guys, I'm going to wait to the very end. So just if we get somebody at the top end, I'm I'm happy enough to take it. But if we don't, I'm I'm just going to wait and wait and wait. Um, defensively, I'm I'm not as pushed. So Hertz and Fields are both still here with four picks to go until ours. We also have Evans, Hubbard, and Giovanni Bernard, which I think are the three running backs. Unless we want to dive into Philip Lindsay, another player we like, or a Tariq Cohen, someone who is kind of in that boat where he may not be ready for the season. But man, I mean, he's just such a, the the gap between Cohen and Montgomery as a receiver, their electricity and what they do for a team, it's just so gigantic. The fact that Montgomery had a good finish to last season and should get credit for it, but a good finish to last season when he finally had this ultra easy stretch of opposing defenses, I mean, that doesn't change how we should see Cohen and what he brings to the table as a receiver. Of course, the injury really fouls up you know, what we know and what might happen. I mean, he's someone who might be on waivers after a couple of weeks and you can pick him up after the first month of the season. So Hertz does go Evans, Hubbard, Bernard, Lindsay. Is there an order that we should be attacking this Anthony to make sure we get our guys? I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, this is tough. I mean, I, I'm tempted to say that we should just take fields because he's like the last of these upside quarterbacks it's a weird scenario because he would actually have the same bye week as, as Burrow. But I mean, that's not really why we're drafting him. We're drafting him because we know when he starts, he's going to have this great ceiling. So I would kind of prioritize him. And then we look to see which of these backs makes it back to us. Hopefully an Evans, a Hubbard. Uh, I think we pick one of those guys. What do you guys think? How do you feel about Ryan Fitzpatrick not being one of the upside quarterbacks, Sean? We're on the clock. We can talk about that after, but um I think that Evans been there is a, a real like Evans or Hubbard, I think I would lean towards, but Okay. We, I'm we fi- I mean I'm have... fine with that. I'm not like I'm not really anchored into anything. It does seem like Evans has slid a little bit, so I'm I'm good with that. Let's hit him to make sure we get in, and then we can kind of debate Hubbard versus Fields coming back around. You know, having exposure to Fields would just be very exciting. So let's go Evans. <laughs> and then Anthony, I wanted to ask you. How confident are we compared to uh, on fields compared to Lance? Now we know that Lance is, I mean, you could make a case for Lance as a combination of Cam Newton and an RG3 before he ruined his legs. And that, I mean, 
that's why he's being drafted, right? That's why he's such a, I mean, that's why he goes 102 in Superflex, despite all of the elite prospects, you know, in this year's rookie class. How confident are we that Fields is going to have not necessarily the same type of rushing impact, but enough rushing impact in an offense where, I mean, Allen Robinson as your superstar wide receiver doesn't fill me with a lot of joy. I mean, Allen Robinson, I think, would be a good number two, and he's forced into playing this high-volume role where he never separates and then goes up and, and makes some jump ball catches, which is a talent that should not be undersold. He's a very good player. But, I mean, do they have the weapons here? We could look at a Cole Komet as being maybe the you know best pick in drafts from that perspective. But in terms of Fields' upside, is it in the same range as Lance? I don't think it is. I mean, you hit on the reasons why, like the, the infrastructure of, of the Niners, I just think is way better. And I, and especially from the coaching perspective, I mean, I just don't really trust Matt Nagy to, to do the right thing. Um, and the personnel obviously is not nearly as good. I mean, Lance is coming into a scenario where he has like elite targets, I would say. And uh, we don't really have that from fields. I think he's probably less likely to get like goal line carries and stuff like that. Um, but still, I mean, he's going to run. I mean, I, and I think that that's still, I guess, the attractive part of the uh, of the profile. But I would definitely say not not as high as Lance. No, I think that I would continue to push quarterback down the road with the okay. options that are left. Um, up to I mean, we guys, already have Burrow, so it's not like yeah. it's, you know. Um, I, I think that the upside of having with the build we have, having the likes of Hubbard there, is really going to push us. Um, like I like Lindsay as well, but I, I don't think he has the same upside if, if Hubbard got that role. Are we comfortable starting Pollard and Jones in week one? Are we concerned that we might need Bernard's floor or just Hubbard to go for the 500K? I think we, I go think for we the, just go for it, Chuba. And we'll leave it there for this edition of the draft series. Hopefully you're enjoying listening in and listening along. If you are, let us know on Twitter. You can let me know over at Overtime Ireland on Twitter. You can send an email to rotavizradio at gmail.com. You can let Anthony Amico know as well. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. It is at Amixta. Of course, Sean is not on, on Twitter all that often, uh, as, as listeners will know. Uh, it's turned into a little bit of a, a story. Uh, I dropped a clip from the um, the show, uh, the one of the first drafts where we uh, mentioned about Sean and, and Twitter again. So it's it's been fun going through that, but... Sean uh, has a Twitter account, but but doesn't use it, so uh, no need to follow over there. But check out his great work up on rotaviz.com. Until we're back with another edition of the series, or maybe in between, you're listening to Rotaviz Overtime itself, as well as three of those shows dropping this week as well. Until we're back with another one, have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.